Hi everyone, I'm David James Young. All my friends are in bar bands, and it is really, really nice to be saying that again. I'm sitting out the front of my house. It's a lovely afternoon, it's lovely and sunny. You can probably hear a bit of construction work going on in the background, but that's fine. We'll deal with that in our own time. I hope you've had a really nice long weekend. I hope everything's been going well. I hope you've been catching a bunch of shows and listening to a bunch of new albums. Uh, by the time you hear this, Kendrick might have another album out. I have absolutely no idea. I really hope that's the case because this conspiracy theory is keeping me awake at night and I would really like some closure. Before we go any further, I uh, I just want to talk about uh, why it's been so long since you've heard from me and uh, the honest and true answer is that my life has just gotten in the way. It has been really, really full on the last month or so, just trying to get stuff together. I've been on some pretty massive deadlines. I've been working on some uh, pretty big uh, writing projects uh, that I'm really, really proud of. I did a pretty massive uh, feature article on the Smith Street Band uh, for The Brag, which you can read uh, heading over to thebrag.com. Uh, I interviewed a uh, previous guest of the show, Will Wagner. Very, very cool to have him uh, to kind of go through everything that's going on with the band at the moment and in his own life. So uh, if you want to have a read of that, uh, definitely recommend that. Head over to thebrag.com. I'm really, really proud of it. I think it might be one of the best things that I've done. Uh, away from that, I've been busy with stuff for Hollis 100s and Thousands, uh, which is my other podcast. <laughs> my mistress podcast, no, no, no. That's with uh, my very good friends Andrew, Adam, and Nathan. Uh, we recorded a live episode uh, just recently at the Peterson Bowling Club uh, with my friends uh, Jen Fricker and previous guest of this show, Jack Riley. I want to say thanks to everyone that came out and checked that out. Really, really appreciate it. That was awesome. We had such an amazing afternoon. Really, really meant a lot that you guys were there for that. Uh, so yeah, I've been busy with that. I've been playing a bunch of shows. Uh, yeah, thanks to everyone that came to see me with, again, previous guests of the show, Totally Unicorn, uh, for what was the final time that I would ever be in Blackwire Records. That was a, that was pretty fucking emotional, man. Like, uh, uh, it was a really, really tough day, but also it was the only send-off that I could possibly think of, if I'm completely honest. It was the perfect, perfect final uh, moment within those walls and uh, I'm really really appreciative of Mike and uh, everyone from Totally Unicorn and of course to Tom for having me one last time it, it it meant the absolute world it really really did so yeah like I've had a heap of stuff going on it's been super super busy in my world uh, and I've also Actually, on the slide, been recording a bit of extra stuff for this little podcast, so uh, you'll be hearing more about that in the weeks to come. And yes, there will be new episodes in the weeks to come, uh, but that does bring me to my next point, that uh, I'm not entirely sure if this podcast will have kind of a strict regiment again, at least not for a while. Obviously, I'm going to try and keep it as frequent as I can, and I'm going to keep you guys updated as often as I can, but uh, at this point, putting out something new every single week isn't 
entirely feasible and entirely possible. So I'm just going to work to the best of my abilities, maybe every couple of weeks, I'm hoping. So uh, I'll, I'll keep you guys in the loop, but uh, just know that uh, it's not going to be as a uh, constant stream of content as there's been in the past. But uh, that's not out of negligence. That's not out of not caring for this podcast. That's not out of not caring about you guys and uh, the support you've given me because honestly, every time that someone comes up and tells me that they listen, it, it honestly blows my mind. It, it, it's so, so appreciated. Uh, and I'm sorry for rambling on about all of this, but I just want to let you know where I've been and what I've been doing. One thing that I've been doing uh, is, I said, uh, getting some more interviews for this podcast, which leads us to today's guest. Our guest today is a man of many, 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 many talents. He is a singer, he's a songwriter, he is an actor, he is a puppeteer, he is a visual artist, he is a street art performer, he is an outsider artist, and uh, he's one of the most interesting minds out there with some of the strangest and most weird and wonderful stories you could possibly even fathom in your mind. Today's guest is David Lieberhart. You might know David uh, from his appearances on Tim and Eric Awesome Show, Great Job. Uh, You might also know him from his own music uh, and uh, his work with the Christian Science Group. When the opportunity came up to to interview David, I, I jumped at it because I've constantly found kind of all of the associated people that are involved with this uh, kind of Tim and Eric group to be really, really fascinating. So I was very, very interested to to speak to David. I'm going to just put it out there that this is unlike any interview I've ever done for this podcast, mostly because it just starts. I, I There is no structure to this whatsoever. Usually, you know, it's like, hi, everyone, I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I'd like to introduce you to my friend, da-da-da. That's not what happened. So we were sitting in uh, the park next to the Red Rattler in Marrickville, where David was performing that evening. He walks over, uh, like uh, we'd been introduced beforehand. Uh, I was just setting up. He went to the toilet. And when he came back, he just started talking. No, uh, no lead up. No, are you ready to go? Nothing. And about a minute into that, I realized that's what this was going to be. This was just me basically sitting, listening, and occasionally prompting Mr. David Lieberhart uh, for whatever would come out of his mouth next. So I just pressed record and I let it flow for about half an hour. And uh, (laughs) that is what you get. Uh, There's not a great deal of insight into, into music or or any or touring or anything like that, but uh, uh, there is uh, uh, bits and pieces of basically everything in David's life, and it ends on a really beautiful and positive note. It's uh, yeah, one of the strangest things that I've ever done as an interviewer, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Some people are going to love this episode. Some people are going to absolutely hate this episode. But uh, however you take it in, I really appreciate you listening. I'm just, uh, yeah, putting that up as a uh, precaution for what is to come. 
So, yeah, David Lieberhart is the guest on the podcast this week. And not since Drowning Pool have I had the incredulity and amazement of being able to say that sentence. Before we get into the episode properly, I just want to mention that this is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast, and uh, there are just a couple of ways that you can help out, and those are really, really, really appreciated. So uh, one that you can do is you can rate and review over on iTunes. A five-star review will really help boost us and, uh, yeah, helps to get the visibility out there. So if you like the podcast and you're subscribed on iTunes, uh, you can do it over there. It's also really basic if if you know people that might be interested in the podcast. Honestly, just tell some friends. Uh, let them know uh, what we're doing over here and uh, and see if they get anything out of it. Because, yeah, we've got a two-year back catalogue to go through with some really cool people uh, from Australia and New Zealand and, of course, over in the States and Canada as well and a couple of uh, lovely, lovely Englishmen as well. So... Uh, Hoping, obviously, to expand and continue having as many interesting guests as possible for the podcast as we go on. But uh, if, yeah, say you've got a friend that likes Smith Street or Luca Brasi or or uh, Gang of Youths or Earth Boy or Courtney Barnett or anything like that, you, you can just say, hey, I know you're into this band or this artist, uh... This podcast does a really uh, in-depth interview with that subject, and uh, perhaps you might be interested. It's it's honestly as simple as that. So anyone who's helped to spread the word about this podcast, thank you so, so, so much. Um, but yeah, so those are just a couple of the free things that you can do. But uh, if you do have a bit of spare change, there is one thing that you can do that really, really, really helps out, and that is to subscribe as a patron on Patreon. It's just basically a tip jar to help keep the podcast going. Uh, like uh, it's, it can be kind of expensive with uh, with SoundCloud fees and with uh, podcast hosting fees, etc. So everything that you guys uh, put towards the Patreon helps to keep that up and going, and every little uh, bit is appreciated. And honestly, uh, you can subscribe for $1 a month. That's $12 a year. And that is, you know, absolutely nothing when you look at the, the grand scheme of things. You know, <laughs> I'm kind of using that uh, for just $1 a day. You know, that kind of that ch- charity manipulation. It's charity, you know, in its own way, I guess. Look, yeah. Uh, any, any donations and uh, any support thrown to this podcast is so, so, so appreciated. So if you want to get involved, head over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash b-a-r-b-a-n-d-s. I'm sorry for rambling so long, but it's, like I said, it's been a really long time since I've done one of these, and I uh, just wanted to bring you guys up to speed and let you know what's been going on. Uh, if you want to get in contact, uh, you can do so via Twitter at BarbandsPod, B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S-P-O-D. Uh, you can also hit up that uh, BarbandsPod at gmail.com. And uh, you can also find us over on Facebook, facebook.com slash A-M-F-A-I-B-B-P-O-D. All my friends are in Bar Band's podcast. It's pretty easy to learn. And I know. Use it as a mon- m- monomic? 
mnemonic device. There we go. Got there in the end. All right. Thanks again for listening. Really, really appreciate your time. This, this is David Lieberhardt. Go into the light until we meet again. That's what the Corinthians say again and again. Knowledge is power. It grows like a flower. Go into the light until we meet again. That's what the Corinthians say again and again. Light years and light years. Try not to shed no tears. Salome. 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 I was playing with a, I was with a punk rock band for six years with Adam Popagan. Yep. And a guy named Ben, I don't know, he has been getting, yeah, here's connected with Hillsong, but he's been getting people to come to Australia having them tour everywhere and then not paying them. Really? You didn't get paid for that last tour? And that, I mean, the tour I did with Adam Popagan, Ben, he gave me a snow job, he drove me, he, uh, he had me to tour everywhere, at all the big cities, and he still has not paid me to this at this moment. And I found out he's done other bands like this. He goes to Australia, he comes from Australia and goes to uh, Southwest, yeah. and he collects bands and, tell, and pays their playing fare, but he doesn't pay us or for playing at the nightclubs. And I'm an ex Navy veteran. I don't have a lot of money. Mm. And, and 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 people uh and I, I wanted to be a big star by now. I've worked hard. I did stand up comedy with Robin Williams back in the seventies. I I I I uh I uh, did I did busting as a street musician. Yeah. And I, I I played organ at church growing up in the Christian Science Sunday School. Really? And yeah. I would be making more success than I've been making. I'm upset I'm not married. I'm upset that my, that I'm not a big successful actor mm. as I want to be. Sure. And then I see people that just a Johnny come lately. People that don't have any acting experience. They're getting doing ten or fifteen movies a year. <laughs> it's crazy. And the people that have had training for acting and music. They're very seldomly used, and a lot of talent gets replaced that way. Strange, isn't it? Yeah. Well, where did you where did you originally get the interest in wanting to perform? My parents paid for me to go to Goodman Theater in Chicago. Okay. I came from a very artistic family. Mm-hmm. My dad, Hellebus uh, Lieberhart, was a very talented comedian and a talented painter and artist. He never taught me. He had me and my sisters to learn on my own. Yeah. And develop and find our own uh, talents. I went to to the Art Institute for Art. I went to Goodman Theater for acting. Um, I um, I uh, um, uh, took uh, music lessons uh, at grammar school, and then different people at church taught me how to play piano and sing and write music. Mm-hmm. And and that's how it came to be. And then I, uh, but it started first as a painter and an artist. I used to paint scenes of Chicago, buildings in Chicago. I used to paint the uh, CTAL, the Chicago North Shore and Milwaukee Railroad. I used to paint uh, um, uh, people going to work and back and forth. But, right. And that was my first interest was trains. But um, I'm just uh, disappointed in uh, my social life. It's just a lot of lying women, you know. 
Sure. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I, I think the same thing on tours all over the United States. Girls would say that they were single, and one girl told me she was single, and she broke up with her boyfriend. She sat, and this was at the um, at the, in North Carolina, and she told me she was single, and all the time she had a boyfriend. She called right. me, have her send her money to come and see me, and then she tell me, "Oh, I'm living with my boyfriend." Why are you telling me this in the first place? You know, why waste my time? This is California. And, and then I see yeah. I'm facing the same thing in Australia. Right. Unbelievable. So yeah. I, I just want to meet people that are not liars and that are sincere. And, yeah. And, 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 and I feel any relationship should be based on pure honesty. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And, and uh, it's, uh, I don't know. There, there's nothing you can do to mm. get even with people that are bad, but they they, they have karma that they're going to have to, to face it. Like my yeah. ex-wife left me for a young Hispanic guy. Oh, right. And she was a born-again Christian, and she hated me that I was a Christian scientist. And he, I just, this, this, all these, these people that say they're born-again Christian, uh, they, they're running a business. They don't do nothing to help the homeless or the jobless. Uh, I left Christian science for a while, and I was a born-again Christian. And when I found out... That they that was all lip service, that no, that, 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 that no fruit to perfection. They were yeah. doing, they're raking in millions. I don't care how rich these rich mega churches are. Yeah. They have no uh, fruit to perfection. They have all these rich big mega churches bringing millions of people, but they're not doing anything to help out, uh, bringing any fruits to perfection to help the homeless or the jobless or the poor and needy. Yeah. And they don't. And, and I, all the time I was a born again Christian, I didn't have one friend to have lunch with or go and do sports with. It was just. Jeez, it, yeah. it, and I was speaking to a girl that in, in, in Christian that was working at a, a born again Christian bookstore, and she was um, Australian. She said she got saved, she gave her life to Jesus, working in the bookstore. She didn't have one friend. She got to spend Easter by herself. You know, and I said, and I said, well, you, yeah. I mean, there's something that's just plastic and wrong. That I think that churches shouldn't be talkers; they should be doers. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is what a young, a lot of young people are turned off to organized religion because because everybody's talkers. There's a hmm. people need to stop talking religion and start living religion. You know, yeah. um, uh, I, uh, I. I've done a lot of charity work and helping homeless people out through PATH mm -hmm. and Interfaith and and I and I also donated to the USO that helps veterans like yes. me. Uh, I would like to get my own show started. I would like to meet someone like Helen Reddy um, or uh, I contacted uh, Olivia Luton John three times she never emailed me back once and I wrote all kinds of beautiful songs for her oh gosh and she's from Australia yeah that's right and also Helen Reddy's from Australia I used that's to work right with, yeah I used to work with Helen Reddy through, uh, through Lutheran Social Services even though I'm a Christian scientist there you go to help yeah. uh, thing. and and, um, and she uh, uh, did a a, a, a a march to fight for equality in the United States mm -hmm. she's a very I like her, her music I am woman and and different things. Uh, I'm. Um, I wish I could get Elton John behind me because I hear he, he, 
He's helped another young lady become a, uh, a success in recording artist. I'd like yeah. to meet up with her. And it was him to help me out with my career because um, I want to get back into doing acting as well as music. I would like the production companies and Sydney, Australia to hire me to do commercials. I wrote a song about Vegemite. <laughs> and I feel it would be good for it, but I haven't been able to get Kraft that owns Vegemite interested in any of the ideas I have for commercial ideas. And they kick up, they come to the clubs, they can hear it. Um, the last three shows, when I first came to Australia, there was everything was sold out. Yeah. When I came to Australia, the second thing, everything was sold out. This t- time, when we toured in Bristol, we only had 30 people. When we went up to the mountains to tour, only 20 people showed up. I know it rained. And so many people that came to the show were complaining that they had no no money. So I gave them free T-shirts and CDs and, and even let some people get in free that couldn't afford it. What kind of birds are these? I see them that's a up. That's an ibis. Are they friendly? Yeah, they, they can be. Usually they're, they're just... They, they're just after food. They're originally they're from like the swamplands, and then uh, they kind of moved moved more inland. And yeah, they just they're, they're known as the bin chicken. Basically, I, they go about and, and pick food out of bins and stuff like that. I've seen them take food from people eating. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes they'll swoop they're, in. They're, they're it it depends on the ones that you get. They call them the, I'll call them the burglar birds. Yeah. So you mentioned that you started out as a as a painter. When did you? Become I, interested in, in music and in songwriting. I started by playing organ at the Christian Science Church and playing piano at the Christian Science Church. Yep. And then uh, I'm going to tell you something that's heartbreaking. Okay. My music teacher, um, my music teacher, Mrs. Boat, Mrs., uh, Mrs. Waller, gave me piano lessons mm-hmm. and voice lessons. And then uh, Zephra gave me organ lessons and piano lessons at the Christian Science Church. And so did Linda McKinnon. Yep. Was my distant cousin. Yeah. And um, uh, the sad situation, I wrote beautiful hymns, which you can hear on Google Play. You can hear my music on Google Play, Spotify, David Lieberhart, Bandcamp.com. But the Christian Science Church, this is heartbreaking, said they did. Ann White, who's from Australia, uh-huh. and Mrs. Uh, Canella Burnett said they didn't want to accept any music from anybody of color. What difference That's does so it awful. make as long as it's a good song? They says they only wanted Peter Allen, who's a jolly uh-huh. old English, uh, Desiree, mm-hmm. Susan Matt, uh, Ann White, and Mrs. Um, uh, Canella Burnett to be the only people to write music for the uh, first set Christian Science Supplement and the second one. And I wrote beautiful hymns for the Christian Science Church and they were all rejected. I've had to take my music to CCLI, Christian Copyright Licensing, and GIA Publishing Company. Right. Uh, they use my music in the big mega churches, but I, get, I don't get paid hardly any money for it. I'll get a royalty check for only $80, $80 a year and, have my, and then they, I'll spend like $500 mailing out sheet music and CDs, how the songs sound. And I have a website, heartandheartman.com, yeah. and I get paid so little for my music. And then I've taken my rock and roll songs. Another thing, we have something in the States called Clearwater. Okay. They dominate what gets played on the radio. Right. Okay. And it's not fair. And there's a lot of good bands and a lot of good songwriters that never get heard of because they have a monopoly. Now, I don't think this is fair. They do the, the entertainment business the way. Now, 
Kevin Hart is a super talented actor and I love him and um, he's a Johnny come lately and I like his talent but they just they have one actor like him and Bruce Willis do 20 or, or, or Tom Cruise do 20 movies and so many other actors and musicians that are paying union dues never get called for anything or do one, something once or twice a year that's mm. not fair they should have the casting directors and producers have a one track mind giving the same actors the same musicians all the work and I don't think that's fair yeah I agree yeah well, you, you go. You look at the movies and the TV shows that are coming from uh, from America. Yeah. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Uh, Bruce Willis. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. What about the millions of other thousands of actors that are never given a chance? Yeah. And that's not fair. I agree. I agree. Well, where did where did acting kind of factor in for you? When did you start acting? I went to Goodman Theater for acting. Yep. I was. I took voice. I took drama. I took ballet. I took code reading. I took speech. Wow, I, a lot. Uh, I, um, um, uh, Marjorie Lord, who played on the Danny Thomas show, Make Room for Danny, who played Danny Thomas's wife, she was a Christian scientist. Mm-hmm. And so was Walter Brennan. And um, um, they, and they paid my way to come to California to do the Andy Griffith show that oh, was wow. a spin-off the Andy Griffith show was yep. a spin-off from the Danny Thomas show Make Room for Danny That's right. Danny yeah. Thomas got arrested by speeding in Mayberry and they gave him his own show the Andy Griffith show I was supposed to be Opie's best friend on the Andy Griffith show and I read for that show back in 1960 when I was 8 years old and I was supposed to get the part, but my parents didn't want me to break into acting at a young age. So my dream was, as soon as I get a, become a grown man, I'm going to come to California and pursue my acting career. Hmm. So what brought me to California is Quincy Jones brought me, uh, he said in the Ebony magazine, he wanted to, Quincy Jones production wanted to help struggling actors and musicians and he only used the money to help out Michael Jackson and, and Will Smith that already were established. Mm. Yeah. So they, they, they just seem to have a monopoly of giving everything to the same people. Will Smith, he's super talented. I love the guy. But the problem is they just gave him as a monopoly doing 10 or 20 movies a year. Sure, yeah. And, and then other actors are not even being given a chance. And I... I, I would like to get, a, I, a, 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 you're a casting director and you're a producer out mm-hmm. there, I'd like you to hire me to do some commercials in Australia and have me do some movies in Australia because because uh, America, the United States, doesn't know the diamond and the talent they have in me. And I'm not going to be around forever. I am, I, 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 I don't look my age, but I'm going to be 60 April the 19th. And also, I had to pay my way coming to Australia this time. I had to do, Jonah had me to do, sell my t-shirts mm-hmm. and my CDs without uh, all the money was used for car fare and transportation coming here. So I truly would appreciate people coming to the shows because I made a big sacrifice to come to Australia this time. I did the Comic-Con without getting paid. This year in January in North Carolina, I toured in Davis, California. I toured in Reno, California. 
all that money from 10 different uh, concerts all went for me being here in Australia. And so when a person makes a sacrifice, people should show a sense of appreciation. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. When did when did you start uh, uh, after the Tim and Eric show ended? When did you start when, performing when, when, under your own name? When, when the t- I did it all along. You, you were doing did, it the entire time? I, I yeah. did stand-up comedy. I, I, I was a, a buster. They, we're losing our freedom of speech in America. They don't allow busting anymore at La Brea Tar Pits. Really? I got. I used to. I was there for forty years. A, tal, a Christian scientist named Dick Kentro from the Santa Barbara Christian Science Church. He's a very retired Marine. He took me to La Brea Tar Pits way back in '77. I sold my portraits there and did busting and street musician. Everybody loved me. I made good money. Then a big bully security guard told me I couldn't be there anymore. He was African-American like me. He showed me his his badge and told me to get the hell out of the park. And he owned, the weird situation, he only picked on the American people like him, but he let the illegal aliens selling fruit that were from Mexico still sell fruit yeah. there and do music. But he just only picked on the people that were white and black, which I didn't think was fair at all. And they don't even have citizenship. At least I had a permit. But mm. they told me, I haven't been to the park since. I was interviewed in the park just uh, two weeks ago, and the security guards tried to run us out, but they had finished. A guy interviewed me from Florida, and we had gone to the car when they chased after us, but by the time we were gone inside the car, car, there was nothing they could do to stop us. Right, yeah. So I I think instead of them picking on the homeless people or a person that's busting, they should be stopping people that are selling drugs in the park, people that are, are, are... are holding people up and robbing people and pick on the criminals, not the yeah. people that are trying to make an honest living, you know. I agree, yeah. So, um, other than that, I'm happy to be here in Australia. This is my third time yeah. in Australia. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, ben, Mr. Benson took me here, didn't pay me for coming here. That's his karma. Yeah. Uh, I came here twice with Jonah. Jonah Motion's a new guy I've been working with. I met him. He gave me an inter. He, he interviewed me on the radio. Yep. And that's what started our relationship. And I asked him if he'd like to book me and do music with me. And we've had a relationship. Uh, Jonah Motion is a super talented songwriter. He's a super talented um, uh, musician and a wonderful yeah. guy. And I've been working with him ever since uh, uh, for four years. And uh, thanks to uh, Adam Pop again, I did. Uh, did some things I didn't agree with, but I wish him the best. He did the best of his understanding. Um, he just partied too much and didn't take care of business, mm. and so uh, I, I, I. And then he didn't put down when I did my album with him with Evil Weevil Records, and he didn't have me signed down as a as a songwriter for the music. And then Evil Weevil Records never mailed me my albums that they promised to mail me. Really? Yeah, and then they got very snotty. Well, we don't want you calling us or harassing us anymore. And some businesses become so arrogant and mean yeah. to the customers, which is not, 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 not you know. Yeah, it's an absolute shame. So, yeah. uh, 
I, I also used to do music with an ex-girlfriend that was an ELCA Lutheran minister. Right, okay. Sonia Rude, her pastor told her she'd burn in hell if she married a black man. So now oh she, ru- she runs away from black people like they're poison. And now her daughter met me uh, at La Brea Tarbot and says, Mommy's at Emmanuel Lutheran Church, mm-hmm. and she's not with Mark Rosbach anymore. Maybe you all can be friends if she doesn't want to date you. <laughs> so as soon as I went to Emmanuel Lutheran Church, I said, Sonia, I'd like you to be in a band with me. I'm famous now. She ran out of the church like I was a criminal. And I said, you know, so I never went back there. And uh, she blew her chance. She could have been a famous musician along with me. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it, it does go to show, I mean... The fact that you get to be, you know, in all of these places, you know, in different parts of the world and people know who you are. Like, for for every kind of bullshit thing that happens, you know, when people don't pay and stuff like that, it, it, I can imagine it must be a very gratifying thing after, you know, you said you've been performing since you were a, a, a kid. I've been and, performing and, ever yeah. since I was a kid. My mother yeah. and my dad had me to be in different plays. And, and uh, my, my sister, Suri, who lives in Berlin, uh, and Frankfurt, Germany, she's married to another woman named Uta. Yeah. She well, she had more acting and music experiences than I did, but she never pursued her acting career. But she she uh, she when she was a heterosexual, she was married to an East Indian guy named Dave Das. Right. And they had a wonderful niece together named Mora. And I uh, the problem is I've had my family as bad people married in my family. Uh, you have. You have different classes of, of, of black people. You have upper class black people, and you mm. have ghetto black people that are uneducated that don't want to better themselves. And those kind of ghetto people married in my family, and they broke up the family structure. And so my family is not close. Uh, a lot of these, the, the blacks in the ghetto, come from blo- broken homes. They mm. don't stick together and help each other. And and uh, and it's sad the killing that's going on in Chicago. And I hate to say it, it's the negative messages that are in the rap music. I love rap music, and it's very creative and very talented. But I don't like gangster rap, showing no respect to women, calling them bitches or whores, showing no respect to school teachers or parents. And because of the violence in rap music and the violence and 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 the movie industry. Chicago is not safe to live in. Inglewood, there's killing and stabbings, and it's moved all to the suburban area, which is very sad. Mm. And unfortunately, those uh, they, they, these, these low-life ghetto women asked me out, and I told them I'm not interested. I want someone that's upper class, that's been to school, that's refined. So many of these ghetto women are on drugs, they have children out of wedlock, they have no dreams or no... Uh, I don't want to date those kind of women. Fair enough. Well, what you, you mentioned, you know, the, the, the those sort of negative images with, with your own music. What's the what's the kind of message well, that you'd like message, to put out there? Positive messages: teaching kids to stay in school, teaching kids about art and music, sure. teaching kids kids to be happy, be creative, be grateful for life, to learn to better themselves, stay in school, learn a trade, uh, enjoy life, learn about life, uh, learn to be positive and work hard. And, and, and not giving up. Uh, I um, uh, I used to be a school teacher. I come from a family of school teachers. Okay. Before my family were Christian scientists, they were Presbyterian, Lutheran, and Quaker Friends Church ministers. Okay. And uh, then they, uh, when they got into Christian Science, they didn't have pastors, so they uh, they saw the first and second readers. 
Uh, but I'm kind of disappointed in organized religion, all organized religion, because it's become a business instead of something to help people. Yeah. And then it's become a, a, a pol uh, everything's in politics. Like uh, they they vote on things in the church and do things democratically. I feel things being things being done democratically is corrupt. Yeah. Every time something's done democratically, it seems like there's a little foxes that get in there and make it corrupt. Doesn't matter who you vote for, the corruption is there, and the bad people seem to get in instead of the better people, the mm. good people. So it's just messed up. Yeah. I think you should go back to queens and kinks aristocracy. <laughs> <laughs> You still live in California? I still live in Los Angeles. I've been living there ever since my divorce. I used to be married to a woman named uh, Bridget, and she left me for a young Latin guy after after 14 years of marriage, and mm -hmm. I helped raise her two sons. She had abortion and had my child killed, uh, Bridget Bootman. She, had some, she still goes, travels with my last name, Lee Bahart. I wish her the best, and uh, I'm, I'm moving, I moved on since I got dumped, and I know something, there's better green, greener pastures out there for me. Yeah, sure, sure. And uh, where do you where do you kind of see? I don't, well, I don't know well, well, what I'm doing in Cal, Cal I'm trying to get on other television shows. Mm. I am. Uh, I my music is with ASCAP. Uh, yep. ASCAP is uh, uh, is in agreements with the union here uh, to play my songs and pay me for it. My songs are with ASCAP. I'm an ASCAP publisher and songwriter. Yep. I am a member of Screen Actors Guild, SAG-AFTRA, since the two unions joined. I also belong to the Puppet Guild of America. And I, uh, and me and Jonah, Jonah, uh, we, uh, Jonah had me to pay $2,000 for a publishers. And I got a write-up in the uh, other Rolling Stones and other, they go to my website, artbyleavahart.com, mm -hmm. they can see my website. I am grateful to be alive and give my talents in art. I'm going to be 60 April the 19th. Yep, that's and, right. And um, I, I just want to thank, want to get people to come out there and support me and enjoy my music. Yeah. Um, and it, it sounds like there's a lot that you have done with your life. You mentioned so many different occupations and different passions in music and acting and, and I write puppetry about, and everything. I, I write about, uh, I was in Pirate, I had Jim Henson as a Sunday school teacher in Bird Really? Jim Henson, when, I, wow. when my parents went to Washington, D.C., to family reunions, we went to a Christian science church uh, for about eight summers straight. And who did I see at teaching Sunday school with Kermit the Frog was Jim Henson. And I, he taught me how to work puppets and stuff. And then uh, I had Bert Stilston, the Dick Kukla friend and Ollie from old school, mm. when I went to Sunday school uh, at the uh, 17th Church, uh, Wacker Church in downtown Chicago. They used to meet in the Apra House, and then they bought their own building yeah. that looks like a UFO uh, on Wacker in Washington, a Wabash Boulevard yeah. uh, and, and downtown uh, Chicago. Uh, and then I, when my, my family, my white side of the family, helped free slaves to the Underground Railroad, to the Quaker Friends Church and the Presbyterian Church and Lutheran Church. And uh, they, uh, I had family that lived in, in uh, Montreal right. and Vancouver, Canada. And there I had a famous puppeteer teacher who was a Sunday school teacher who did a local Canadian puppet show called The Friendly Giant with Rusty the Chicken and Jerome Giraffe. Wow, yeah. And then all these these three puppeteers came to me and said, we want you to do a puppet show teaching kids to say no to drugs with Bible stories. So the Junior Christian Science Bible lesson was born. 
but I faced a lot of animosity and a lot of jealousy from the Republican Christian scientists that did not want an African-American to represent Christian science by doing the puppet show. Mm. I did the puppet show for 30 years and they were, and like my, like the producer of my show, Gail Fetzer, said they were just too sensitive. So I said, as long as the message gets across, who cares if it's a black or white or Asian or Hispanic? Yeah. As long as the message gets out there to teach kids to stay in school and say no to drugs and stay focused. And that's all that counts. So I did the show from 1988 to 2008. You can see the shows on the internet. Yep. The Junior Christian Science Bible Lesson Show and the Junior Teaching Bible Lesson Program, the Christian yeah. Science Church Make Day. And it was a labor of love. And I and, and Jim Henson and Bert Stilston and, and said I could have the puppets in exchange for doing the show free. Wow. So it was a labor of love. And some yeah. of the puppets I bought and had made on the way. Incredible. David, I have one last question. I want to know uh, from the entirety of, of your career, like you said, you've been doing this for well over half of your, nearly your entire life. I want to know what uh, what drives you to this day? What, what, what do you think well, is the motivation? Well, what motivates me is wonderful actors and actresses I've met, like like Jane Stapleton, she told me to know God is my agent and not to give up and to persevere and follow my dreams. And, yep. and I met Doris Day in person. She's wow. a wonderful actress. I met her at First Church of Christ Scientist in Beverly Hills, California. Really? And I wow. said, Doris Day, what can I do to become successful like you? What is your recipe for success? And she told me to know that I'm success in action and that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. To, follow, to know that I'm a winner, not a loser. And to, and to set goals for myself, work hard, go to school, better my craft, and get my get, get myself out there and get, and get my pictures and resumes out there and never give up. That's what Doris Day told me. And, and uh, she's still living, and that was uh, she has been a great inspiration toward me. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, before we uh, wrap this up, is there, is there anything you'd, you'd like to leave us with, any message or any, anything you'd like to say? Well, if you have a dream to become an actor, an artist, a songwriter, don't give up. Follow your dreams. No matter how much unfairness is, no matter anybody tells you you're no good or you're talentless. People used to tell me in the Christian Science Church that I have no talent writing songs or doing music. You've got to not listen to people that are negative. You've got to know that you're a winner, not a loser, and know that you're just as good as any famous actor or songwriter or musician that ever made it and, 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 and persevere and don't give up. That's perfect. David, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.